Hello and welcome to the Game Biz Podcast. My name is Poe and I am your host on this podcast. So I guess this podcast is about video games because I really like video games. But at the same time, I want to bring in a, a more focus of of the where I can of the business side of video games industry. Now, of course, video games has always been as much as it is fun, a pastime or a hobby. It is also a business. Like people make games to to make money, uh, most cases. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to have some discussions of the business side of video games. And so far, uh, the way I planned this is to have two segments. You know, it could increase in the future. Um, first will be on the news and current events, and the other will be like a topic of choice. Some something prevalently featured in the games industry, maybe discussing more on the business side of things. And so let's begin, shall we?、Uh, now on the news side, because I am doing everything between、uh, Christmas and New Year's because I have time right now,、um, there ain't much news out there. So it's going to be a bit dry,、um, but stick with me, I guess. So I have, I'd say, about maybe two and a half news.、Um, first one would be about Dbrand. So they're launching、uh, PS5 faceplates.、Uh, it's going to be matte black、uh, for the the whole PS5, I guess. And what's interesting is that、uh, back in November. About the time when、uh, you know PS Five was announced, a bit after I guess,、um, there's a, a startup I guess called Customize My Plates, and they launched a website with the goal of selling customized colored face plates.、Um, it looked pretty cool because I guess around that time when it was when PS Five was announced, there was a lot of news about how、uh, people made their own renders of different colored face plates because some people generally. Don't like the white. I guess I'm fine with it.、Um, I have a PS5. It it just sits there.、Uh, I don't really care too much about it.、Um, but some people really want to have customizations abilities, and and I get that. So they customize my plates. Immediately launch their lineups of different colored face plates. But you know, as you'd expect, it quickly got thwarted by the Sony lawyers, right? So they sent a letter telling them to take it down, and yeah, they stopped. And I guess now is about the time Dbrand came out. Well, actually, Dbrand prior to this, they were saying that they were going to launch their、uh, their skins. And back then, they they had announced that they were going to sell skins for the PS5 and Xbox One X.、Um, but they backpedal on the PS5 because. Because of the grooves and everything, it's not easy to, to stick on there. And then at the time, they figured, okay, they're going to launch the faceplates.、Um, they were, they said they were uh, uh, developing on that, and now they announced it.、Um, I assume because Dbrand is a much larger organization, they have lawyers、um, uh, ready at the side, so so they would be fine. I, I think it'll be fine. They only have one color, and it's the the matte black. It looks pretty cool, and I guess that's it. But that that's that's the story about that. The other news we have is the KFC console. Not sure if you heard about that one.、Uh, kind of a meme, if you. <laughs> well, it is kind of. I think it is kind of 
like when they announced it, uh, when they teased it back in June, maybe it wasn't even a real thing. And then because it got so much press, I guess now now it's a real thing. So they're gonna launch this KFC console where uh, it heats up your chicken, um, and I'm not sure how that works because usually you want to keep your consoles or PCs or whatever cool. Now, if you're trying to heat up your chicken, you're just making the the system hotter, and that might make uh, you know performance run worse. But who knows? There's no price yet. There's no release date yet, and they're they're doing it with uh, they're partnering up with Cooler Master as the PC maker, going to have uh, Intel Core i nine 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 eighty HK processor. Um, you can hot swap your GPU, which is very much like a PC. Um, but I guess it's also going to run PS5, Xbox One, next games. It says it's capable of running at 4K, 240fps. Okay, sure. Um, you know, it, it seems... Oh, yeah, it has VR ready, supports ray tracing, sure, whatever. Uh, yeah, I guess the the gimmick is, you know, it's a branded console... That's KFC and you can heat your chicken. Who would buy this? I don't know. It depends on the price, I guess. But no, I think it's going to be really expensive considering how they're putting in a a useless function such as heating up chicken. But, you know, you might be one of those gamers who likes to have greasy fingers while you're playing. (laughs) When you you have the the chicken just there at your side. Or maybe you're not even going to eat it. It's going to provide aromas and stuff for you. Like maybe you want to play an environment where you can just have chicken coming out of next to you. The smell of chicken. I I don't know. Again, (laughs) there's no news going on right now. Uh, uh, Next topic I have. um, I'm just going to briefly mention it. Because actually it's a... It's a thing for the next segment. So CDPR apparently is getting sued. Um, they're going to face a class action lawsuit. But again, this is a bit of a spoilers because that's for later on. Um, so I guess a bit of a transition is to mention um, some upcoming games on PS Plus. Now, it's interesting because there's, there's Maneater, uh, which is like this um, where you hunt sharks basically uh you know it, it seems pretty cool uh i've seen people play on on twitch on pc um it's going to be a ps5 console exclusive so there's something there and you you do get a uh i guess free on ps plus so that's a bonus you also get shadow of the tomb raider very nice game very nice and you also get greedfall uh seems like a pretty cool rpg a bit clunky at parts um from the reviews i've seen but overall very fine and so January PS Plus lineup seems pretty good for the value, I guess. And then another side note is apparently Elden Ring, Elden Ring from from Software. Uh, if you don't know about it, uh, Soul Series, they have pre-orders out, and you, we know nothing about this game. Well, close to nothing. We don't have a release date. We don't have any details of the game yet, but you can pre-order it and. Uh, but probably don't don't pre-order it actually. Just just wait. 
Um, and then we also have the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. You know, that's all available for pre-order. It's going to launch sometime spring 2021 for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It will run on the next-gen consoles. Uh, and it says it'll, you know, have, quote, targeted enhancements. Um, you know, uh, interesting. Because it's they're releasing it for the last-gen consoles. Even though, well, I guess it makes sense. Because last-gen consoles is still the most dominated base, I guess. Um, but it's releasing sometime next spring. Um, and uh, no no concrete release dates of that, too. Um, which, no, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, you know, includes all, all the three games, all DLC and stuff. I am interested in that. Because uh, I have to, I have to, I guess, tell you guys that I have not played a, a Mass Effect. Actually, um, I have the Mass Effect games. Um, I think on my PC, uh, on the Origins. I uh, just never played it. Um, grabbed it some time ago. Didn't have time to play it, and I think I'll just wait until you know the remasters come out. Um, but. Again, these are all pre-order uh, games available right now uh, for pre-ordering. Now, my advice for anyone out there is to actually not pre-order because, uh, yeah, wh- why would you bother pre-ordering? Unless there's some sort of bonus of the pre-order where you think it'll be worth pre-ordering the game. But it's just not worth it. I'm talking from experience here. Like, I've, I've... I've done pre-orders in very early on uh, in my gaming uh, when I started this. I've pre-ordered, um, you know, Assassin's Creed 3. And one of the biggest mistakes, I think. Yes. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> don't, don't pre-order if you can help it. Okay, so this next segment, which I still don't have a name for, will basically always be like a a topic of choice that i think will make for an interesting discussion and i'll do a deep dive on it and giving you guys a discussion from a more business perspective on the video game topic and this week i'd like to discuss on cyberpunk 2077 um now all of you guys should know about this game by now since it's basically one of the biggest anticipated games of this year or even you could say of the decade basically you know it was first teased uh late december 2012 and then the teaser trailer came out around january 2013 and i i remember i was still in uh high school the end of high school at that time when i when i saw that and i was very very excited for it and (laughs) Fast forward uh, eight years, finally released. Um, I did not pick up the game. I will explain that more later, I guess. Um, still excited to play it, but probably won't pick up the game for some time. Anyways, um, so its first announced release date was April 16th, 2020. Um, and then it was delayed to September 17th, citing on optimization uh, performances and then on june 18th they announced that it was delayed to november 19th and then finally october 27th it was delayed to december 10th 
citing for bug fixing and optimization issues. So in total, three delays came out on for this game. Three delays. Um, I think that's a pretty clear indication. You know, something's wrong with the uh, the upper management um, that they uh, on uh, in CDPR. Uh, whatever they're doing, it, it's not going well, I guess. Now, throughout all these delays, I guess we have to touch on the topic of crunch. Now, crunch itself can basically be its own huge topic for some other day. But we, we have to mention this because every time the delays happen, crunch news always happen as well. And I think I think the reason why this became such a... Uh, such a uh, a, a big topic every time the delays happen was because I remember it was back in uh, last year, 2019. Um, uh, so from from Jason Schreier, uh, Kotaku, May 2019, the co-founder uh, made a public statement saying how they're going to combat crunch, say they won't make it quote-unquote mandatory, calling it non-obligatory crunch policy. And I think because of how big they they came forward as a you know big developer publisher studio saying how they're anti crunch basically every time the delays happen um, news resurfaces on how the crunch is getting worse and you know people are in 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 the staff are just kind of suffering from it you know. Um, we'll leave it at that now, because uh, we'll head on towards more of the uh, the launch of the game. This is just the background for the game. So basically, the game launched December 10th, and guess what? It's profitable since day one. CDPR did announce in their earnings that they had 8 million pre-orders. Uh, PC had 4.72 million. Consoles had... 3.28 million. It's make made it basically the biggest day one launch for PC version of any game, beating WoW Shadowlands at 3.7 million. Now, interestingly, 74% of the pre-orders were digital, and which means basically they the company themselves, CDPR, would would have received higher uh, margins as opposed to you know console retail where they would receive much lower margins from every sale they get. So just on Steam, the download bandwidth after Cyberpunk preload went live tripled the peak from previous day, peaking at about 23.5 terabytes per second, which is quite interesting. Um, it, it basically tells you just how big the game is. And, you know, it's doing really well on PC. Sure, there's a there's still bugs for sure. Um, but mostly it's been like the game showed off uh, in their trailers or um, showcases has been mostly promised. Um, and well, it's, it, with the exceptions of, you know, those with high expectations, I guess, because, you know, you, there's narratives going on about how this game will be like the the game that will end all games. This is the greatest game of all time. That kind of narrative you know, it happens always for these huge, highly anticipated, hyped-up games. But uh, what can you do about that? I, I think down down the road in a few years, this game will will be like what Witcher Three is now compared to uh, to how it's how it was launched in in when it was launched. 
it definitely wasn't the way it is now. Okay, now let's talk about the responses on the console round. This is where the backlash started to happen. Um, and I'm sorry to say, but the I think the last gen people definitely bit the bullet on this one. So on Digital Foundry, um, they have actually a video showcasing the game on on PS4. And wow, it was definitely a mess. I've it's I'm seeing like sub 20 FPSs in many parts of the game. You know, the the game assets not loading in, not loading in after minutes of waiting. Um there's been plenty of bugs, crashes um throughout the whole game and you know, this caused a huge discrepancy on on the review side. Like uh the game scores dropped visibly Compared to the the PC counterpart, I think PC currently sitting about 86 at the time of recording. Um, the Xbox and Xbox One and PS4 is about 50 to 60 ish, and you know many weren't happy uh, as you know expected, and a lot of them demanded refunds as well. And CDPR they uh, they did on December 14th, you know when they when they apologized. Well, this was a Twitter post. They apologized, saying that uh, you know, for all the the messes and not showing more of the last gen versions of the game, and then that's where they announced uh, refunds. Well, kind they kind of announced refunds. They 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 handled the PC side, and then basically for the console and retail side, they just said, you know, contact whoever you got it from. If you got it from PlayStation, contact PlayStation Store. Got it from Microsoft, contact Microsoft, you got it from, you know, brick and mortars, go go to them, basically. And, you know, that that part didn't go so well, basically. <laughs> now, for, for Microsoft and, and the other brick and mortars, eventually they, they're like, yeah, okay, we'll do all the refunds. But for Sony, for PlayStation, that's that's where the mess really begun. In uh, December, on December 17th, late at night, they uh, they posted a announcement saying that they will be refunding the game, um, you know, whoever requested it. But they also mentioned that they're delisting the game from their store, storefronts. And that's huge. That is huge. Um, so GameSpeed editor Jeff Grubb on Twitter also mentioned that the reason why uh, Sony had delisted the game was because they're using a different refund system. So basically, uh, Microsoft is using, you know, the same old refund system they, they use to refund other games, but PlayStation, for Cyberpunk, they're doing they're using a different refund system. And so they basically said they can't keep selling a game where it has a special refund system for it. So that's why um, they're just delisting the game. Now, the implications why I said it's huge is because that basically means from now on, well, since December 17th, um, until whenever they have the majority of the game fixed to Sony's um, approval, no one can buy the game. Obviously, if you have the game, you can still play the game. There's no problem there. Um, but yeah, no one can buy the game. And I guess it makes sense because the game is just so buggy on the base PS4. On Again, from Digital Foundry, the the... PS4 Pro handles it a bit better, and if you do play on the next-gen versions, it handles fine with 
you know, the bugs, you know, some, some, some same thing that happens from the PC, but it's basically like the PC versions. Um, so yeah, that's, it, it, well, it definitely means they're getting less money for it, uh, CDPR. And, um, I think this is kind of Sony's way of just telling them, telling CDPR, like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta not do this next time, you know, like, cause they basically just announced, you know, have all the, have all the complaints and direction, like problems directed at PlayStation and Microsoft or whoever. And I think they, they weren't taking it. <laughs> and that day they're probably getting swamped by all, all phone calls, like calling, Oh, CDPR said, you know, if we call you guys, we'll get a refund. But you know, that's probably not how things work. Probably not how deals behind are getting made as well. Right. So, yeah, that's it for, like, the more of the uh, the consumer side. But now I, I'd like to discuss more about the, the business, the other business side, which is, like, um, the company, how the company is doing. So, basically, uh, up until the run of the launch day, their, their, the company's share prices dropped nearly 30%, about 29%. So, it dropped from... 443 zwata per share and fun fact uh the polish tender currency is actually called zwata i just learned that um so yeah it, it dropped from 443 uh zwata per share on december 4th to about 313 at the time of the launch right now today uh december 29th it's sitting around 280 uh at the closing market at the time of recording and I guess there's a bit more in depth for those that's interested as I am in in stocks and stuff. The highest it hit was actually back in August 27th, uh, around 460 uh, zwata per share, and it has basically been selling then, which is which kind of is kind of interesting because it, to me it kind of maybe suggests that the insiders uh, knew about the game situation a bit early on and maybe they started selling at that price maybe who knows uh, i don't have the concrete detail on that and then towards the end of november that's when the the prices pumped up again all the way on to, to december 4th and it hit the all-time high to 464 before at the end of the day it sold off to 443 and and it has well now it's been selling off even more and then that's when we have what is coming up next which is the class action lawsuits. Now, this is interesting. Um, so on December 24th, Roseanne Law Firm announced that it has filed a class action lawsuit citing that the company alleging executives lied to investors about the state of the game on Xbox One and PS4. Now, this is a source I got from gamesindustry.biz. The suit claims that CDP, uh, CD Projekt Management failed to disclose that the game was virtually unplayable on the consoles due to an enormous number of bugs, resulting in Sony pulling the digital version of the game from sale and Microsoft others and other sellers offering refunds for Cyberpunk 2077 purchases. Now, the quote, defendant statements about businesses, operations, and prospects were materially false and misleading and slash or lacked a reasonable basis at all relevant ter- times, unquote, uh, end quote. The firm said 
quote, when the true details enter the market, the lawsuit claims that investors suffered damages, end quote. Right, that is true because basically before the launch of the game, the, the shares has been, you know, right up to the all-time highs. And then after the game launched, it, it sold off even more, basically. And uh, now, now what's interesting is I went back and looked. So I dug this one up. It's another article from GameIndustries.biz. Now, it's back in April of 2020. April of 2020, and it was over an investor call by the uh, senior vice president of business development, and they said that the game was, quote, in a complete form, end quote, and that they will use the remaining months to, you know, do bug fixing and work on day zero patches and to pass the certification, um, you know, and then, and then basically on December 14th, in another conference call by the co-CEO, uh, they said, actually, they were, quote, updating the last-gen versions until the very last minute, end quote. So, basically, they knew that the game wasn't ready. They knew the game wasn't finished. But they said in an investor call back in April that it was in a complete form. Now, it didn't say if it was complete form for the... PC next gen versions. Well, next gen isn't even out actually. You you can you can play the last gen on the next gen consoles that would run well, but the next gen versions aren't really out. But basically, it will run on PC, um, but not very not well at last gen versions. Even though the conference statement back in April was saying it was a complete form. Again, it didn't mention you know it was PC or last gen. But I guess investors were expecting it to be for all versions, right? Um, so I guess in some sense they 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 probably get uh, there's they can't get sued here. Probably that's probably what they're going for. And and so basically again, uh, this is another quote from the co CEO. So it's he says after three delays, we as the management board were too focused on releasing the game. We underestimate the scale and complexity of the issues. We ignored the signals about the need for additional time to refine the game on the base last-gen consoles. It was the wrong approach and against our business philosophy. On top of that, during the campaign, we showed the game mostly on PCs. Yes, that's true. I remember. So, I would. I think for the mo- the vast, vast majority, like 90 percent 95 percent of everything they showed was on pc and then towards the end they did show how the game would run on ps5 and xbox one x um even though the even though the games that would be running on those machines were the last gen versions of the games because the next gen versions are set to be released sometime next year so yeah in some sense i i I think that's what they're going for like the people who's going to sue them because they haven't showed any of the of the uh, the last gen versions um, during before the sale, obviously. Um, so I think this is well. This is it for the for the information side. I guess my thoughts on on the whole Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is like this. This is like a cautionary tale. This is like a, a story of 
of how how you know greed can happen like this is what happens when you get too greedy i think is a cautionary tale towards the big publishers slash developers especially those who are who who has gone public you know the public companies with investors and and stake share stakeholders shareholders and such that and how you know like like in there they haven't been the management side the executives haven't been managing the the internal business and development well that's what led them to do three delays and they probably should have done a fourth delay but then it, it goes back to how because they have you know shareholders and investors to try and you know please them right to keep investing in them so they probably want to uh you know release the game as soon as possible as they can right so it just it doesn't work well in towards the end and and we see the results this is the result we get from them you know a game full of bugs that shouldn't have gone released especially you know it was promised for last gen it got released for last gen it was pretty much pretty much unplayable last gen basically unless you have a pc and um now they're getting sued they're getting refunds now actually so the the again this goes back to how how it's how it's about greed. Their their game was profitable since day one, right? Because they announced that they had pre uh, eight million pre orders, and now they've. Uh, it was a few days ago. There's an article saying that they they announced they have thirty million sales total sales, even including refunds. So that's huge for them. So they're making they're definitely making, uh, big bucks over there, and I think. This is a problem where it reinforces the way they're doing businesses. Like, it seems to me currently they're suffering from a PR crisis, potentially a lawsuit, a legal crisis as well. But in terms of um, their uh, business, you know, if the lawsuit goes towards their favor, then it really enforces how they're doing their business. Then they can just mess this up over and over again and see no downsides because we're seeing from them is that you know they're still making a lot of money so far even with all the refunds and backlash happening on all the memes and everything but i think towards the end the one who suffers the most must be the developers you know they've gone through this whole period of crunch um releasing a game that they probably have told the management side you know it's not in the form that we should be releasing in, but they did anyways. And of course, there's a lot of gamers and fans um, outcries, you know, passionate speeches about how, how, you know, the dislike on their uh, on the game because all the bugs and stuff. But then they they vented towards the developers, which they they probably already know about it. I mean, they do know about it, but they couldn't do anything because the management wants to release the game, and then so they, they're they're getting uh, blasted there as well. I just there's no win for them. I mean, I guess. Um, so on another news, I guess uh, they they did announce uh, that. Oh, in another conference call, or maybe it was the same conference call, uh, <clears throat> they did announce how the. Uh, the bonuses that were given to the the management uh, to the developers uh, before was always 
a Metacritic score over 90. Well, they're not doing that anymore. They're they're getting rid of it. I don't know how their bonuses work now, but they basically said, we're not doing that anymore. Um, so maybe there's a... The only consolation for developers is that their bonuses aren't tied to the Metacritic score anymore. Because currently, it's not a 90 anymore. And their console scores are way below that. Even though they're making a lot of money, right? So... I think we shall see what happens. I'm especially interested in the lawsuit side because that would have big implications for the business. They could be losing money on that, you know, if if uh, if they lose Um, and who knows. Right. But I think for the game itself, for CDPR, they're they're still good. Um, They're going to patch this, I think. And that's why in the beginning of this, I said. You know, I wasn't gonna pick it up because I'm I'm probably gonna pick it up six to six months to a year from now, and most likely enjoy it without any bugs when it's all patched. You know, all of it is good, and then it will be half off on Steam. You know, that's that's probably what I'll do. Um, yeah, so I think this is uh, this is a good place to end it here. Yeah, so this is going to be the end of the episode one of hopefully many to come. And if you're interested, I guess you can follow me at uh, GameBizPod on Twitter. I just set that Twitter up. It, it pro- I probably won't have any tweets. Who knows? Um, but yeah, follow me there. Um, you know, if you want to message me, you can do that. Sure. Lastly, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Wishing you guys a happy New Year's. Hopefully 2021 is a better year than uh, 2020 is, was, would be. Alright, bye. (laughs)